0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Plan Your Federal Benefits. If you are new here, it is great to have you consider subscribing and joining the community of federal employees looking to get the most out of their benefits and their retirement. And that comes by learning, by understanding what you have and the options that you have to make sure that you can get the most out of them. So today, we are going to talk about the L Funds. And the question I get all the time is which one is the best? So let's go ahead and jump right in. Okay, so when we are talking about the L funds, the first thing you have to know is okay, what are the L funds? How many are there? What do they look like? Sound like all the good stuff. So if you're watching a YouTube channel, you'll be able to see the list. So, but I'm going to read them off. It's L income, right? L to, 2025, L 2030, L 2035. L2040, L2045, L2050, L2055, L2060, and L2065. So there's 10 L funds total. Now, when people ask the question, okay, which L fund is the best? What should I invest in? The first thing that I have to walk them through is, okay, what are the L fund basics? What are the L funds meant to do? And once you understand that, then knowing, okay, which one is the best, quote unquote, or which one makes the most sense for you, that becomes a lot easier. So let's dig into some of the basics. Now, if you go to the tsp.gov website, look for the TSP um, and the L funds, you'll find a bunch of information that goes through some of the basics. But I'll walk you through some of the key points here. Now, the first thing to know is that the L funds are not unique funds. They're not things that just are made up and and standalone funds they are actually all a mixture of the other core five funds right the g fund the s fund the c fund the i fund and the f fund did i say them all <laughs> something like that so those five core funds are split up into all the different l funds in different proportions right And depending on which one you invest in, you're going to have pieces of all the the, the five core funds. So the L funds are not new necessarily. They're just kind of a repackaging of what you already had as federal employees, right? So that's the first thing to understand. The second thing to understand is that the L funds are meant to simplify your life as a federal employee. That's what they're meant to do is because many federal employees throughout the years, and people still do, is they, they struggle to know, okay, for me, how do I invest my TSP? And how do I change how I invest my TSP over time and as I approach retirement? And the L Funds was the TSP's best solution for this. They said, hey, I think we should have a fund for a federal employee so they could put all their money into it, all their entire TSP into this one fund, and over time, it automatically gets more conservative as they approach retirement. That's what the L funds are meant to do. So let's give an example. For example, we know that, let's say that L 2060 is named L 2060, because the idea is, the concept is, for those that are retiring close to 2060 or 2060, right, that year, that they can invest their entire TSP into the L 2060 fund, and as they approach that year, it automatically gets more conservative for them. So a tailored approach for them is basically in a nutshell what the L income is meant to do. So the question is, okay, which L income fund is the best for me? Do I simply pick the one that matches up with my retirement date or what makes sense for me? And, and first I will tell you this, I think the L funds can be extremely helpful, but sometimes they don't make sense everyone i've seen situations where they do not make sense at all even if we even when you pick the date that matches up perfectly with the day that you want to retire for example let's go through some of the examples and uh, see how these things are invested to see some of the differences so let's first look at the l 2065 this is the fund that is farthest away so it is technically meant for those that are retiring in 2065 so that's you know years years away so we, if we look here on the TSP website, you can see the allocation of this fund. Now, as you can see, it's not even 1% in the G fund or the F fund, right? And then about almost 50% is the C fund, a little over 15% is the S fund, and about 35% is the I fund. So, quick recap, the C, S, and I funds are, are stock-based funds meaning they're gonna have more volatility. They are going to bounce around more over time, but over time, at least historically, they have grown at a much faster rate over time than the G fund and the F fund. And so, stereotypically, if a fund has more of the G and F fund, it's gonna grow much, much slower, but it is gonna be a lot more safe. And so, it's just a matter of finding, okay, which fund is the right combination of the two? Because when it comes to retirement, which is the TSP, It's about saving for retirement. That's what the TSP is meant to do. And people in retirement want two things. First, they want their TSP to grow and to not run out of money over time. That's one thing they want. But also they want it to be there so that they can actually use it to spend it, right? And so you want to be conservative enough so that the money is there when you need it, and it's not like a huge down market where all your money's gone, but also you wanna take some risk so that over time you will grow. Inflation will take an effect, but hopefully not too much of an effect because your account is growing faster than inflation, right? So it's a balancing act, right? I almost never recommend 100% of anything. It's a balancing act, okay, for you and your situation, what are your retirement needs? And what makes sense for you when it comes to investing? Now, if someone's early in their career, yeah, maybe it does make sense to go, you know, 100% into stock funds, right? It depends on the risk tolerance that you have. But as you approach retirement, especially, you will be, you want to be very, very careful to make sure you have a plan that makes sense for you. So let's take a quick glance at the L income fund. And one thing to mention is that once the year passed, that is the target year for a fund. For example, the L 2020, it just passed, right? So where'd it go? Well, that fund actually became the L income fund. So basically, as we approach, or as we get to the year that these these funds are named after, after, then they're gonna turn into the L income fund. So in 2025, this fund's gonna go away, It's going to go into the L income fund. So if you have money in the 2025 fund, it's just going to be allocated in the exact same way as the L income fund. This is going to go away and a new fund is going to pop up, right? The L 2070 fund is going to pop up. That's just how it works. It's constant, right? Just the churn of the L funds. That's how it works. But if we look at how the L income fund is invested, it can give us a lot of great information. So as we can see, over 70% of the L income fund is the G fund. About 6% is the F fund, about 12% is the C fund, about 3% in the S fund, and about 8% in the I fund. So almost 80% of this fund is in either the G fund or the F fund, which I mentioned are the bond-based funds. And bonds, stereotypically, are going to grow at a much slower rate than stocks but they're going to be a lot safer. So as you can imagine, the L income fund is designed for those that want basically zero volatility. They do not want volatility with their money at all. Now, sometimes this makes sense. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes. Honestly, in my opinion, based based on my experience with working with people and helping them retire, the L income fund is often a bit too conservative. Because does it keep their money safe? Yeah, it does. And some people can't afford just to have, you know, things in very, very safe investments. But many people need some growth throughout retirement so that they don't run out of, run out of money. So it's a, like I said, it's a matter of balancing the growth but also keeping your money safe enough. That is the balance that we're all trying to find. And that's why I can't exactly say, okay, this fund is the best fund, right? Because there is no perfect Investment, even in real estate or anything else. And so it's just a matter of finding, okay, for you, what makes sense? Now and then into retirement, right? And it's a balancing act, and the L funds can be a great, great tactic, great investment that you can use. Generally speaking, I'm not a huge L fund fan because. People often don't understand what they're meant to do and so they misuse them. But if you understand them well and you use them in an amazing way, awesome, go for it. Just make sure you understand the core funds that are in the thing you're investing in and you'll be set for the future. So that is it for today. I hope that was helpful. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time.